I was listening to a rock and roll station on my way over here. And, you know, it put me in the mood. There was a passage in one of those tribal songs that I feel, uh, well, is the keynote for this evening. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. and West End Girls to Geek Salad episode 124, back in the Miller High Life again, featuring the Michelob Horns. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Catherine. And guess who decided to join us today? Hi, Jim. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Oh, thanks. So, we missed him so much. Unfortunately, Joe's wife was sick, so he can't make it, so Jim's going to have to sing the praises of mid-80s Clapton. Yeah, 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 don't hold your breath. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So, yep, it's our Music of 1986 episode. We've been waiting years for this one, Mike. Mike, did you show Jim the t-shirt you're wearing? Oh, Oh, that that came up on the playlist I heard right before I came over. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I'm wearing my Ark of a Diver Stephen Winwood shirt shirt that I got, what, two years ago? Two years ago for me. Yep. Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas. All right, so uh, before we begin, let's get started with Chris's Cultural Corner. KKK, that's not good. And Chris writes, hello, Geek Salad crew. Well, it's that time of year again. I picked five songs from Random.org for the 1986 Top 100. And here is the list Random.org picked. Number 82 on the Billboard Hot 100, Love Touch by Rod Stewart from the movie Legal Eagles. If there was ever a reason to deport Rod Stewart, <laughs> there you go. Oh, there's many reasons to okay. deport Rod Stewart. Chris, Chris writes, I like this song. I mean, it's no Young Turks, but it's okay. The movie Legal Eagles had some star power in it. Robert Redford, Deborah Winger, and Daryl Hannah. The video is typically cheesy 80s. In the courtroom, Rod Stewart is a defendant. Uh, quite a few uh, 80s videos were set in the courtroom. I know, I know why he's on, on trial. Why? Because he rocks too fucking much. <laughs> Many uh, videos were set in the 80s in courtrooms, like Keeping the Faith, and I Can't Drive 55. Yeah. Are they honestly saying that Rod Stewart was in a, was in the courtroom and the judge did not throw the book at him? True. That I, no, no, no one would believe that. Another, another uh, so, a song was set in a courtroom, and it's the next one on Chris's list. Number 67, Who's Johnny by The DeBarge from the movie Short Circuit. Great to be alive. Who 
not actually. I'm like, sorry. Is I that like what Eldebarge stands for? The Debarge? Yes. I actually like this song. Okay. Cool. Another kid, a movie song. I actually really liked the song back in the day, but I was a pretty weird kid. <laughs> because now he's completely normal. <laughs> I did like Short Circuit, and when Wally came out, how many of you saw Wally and thought it's a mini Johnny Five? Uh, I didn't because I was I wasn't stymied by the uh, the racist overtones of a white guy playing an Indian guy. <laughs> I, I didn't think of that, but Fisher I did. Stevens. That, 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 Hello. Yeah, I could see that the similarities. However, Wally was much more awesome. Yes, much. I did much like more circuit, though. It would have been better though. It would Wally have been better if they had a song by the DeBarge singing it. Well, obviously. Who's Wally? She said. <laughs> I smiled in that special way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so number uh, next up on Chris's random.org list, number 92, Spies Like Us from Paul McCartney from the movie Spies Like Us. Did you hear what happened to Paul McCartney this weekend? No. He he went. Uh, the Grammys were, That's they were Monday. Monday night. He went to go go into a uh, post Grammy party for Tyga, not Tiger, T Y G A Tyga. He's a rapper. He went to go to his party. The bouncers didn't recognize Paul McCartney. They kicked him out. Yeah, those are bouncers you fire. I mean. Uh, look, those are I, bouncers who were born after Wings broke up. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's Paul McCartney. The yeah, the rebel base will be in range in 30 seconds. <laughs> All right, number 92, Paul McCartney from the movie Spies Like Us. I guess random.org is on a movie song kick. That's three in a row. Paul McCartney is a legend. I love most of his work. This song was, eh, the term I would use was shat out in a half hour. <laughs> it was the reason the song was popular, but it's um. But it's time, but it's not really heard again. The video is pretty cool with Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase starring in it. And they did make some reference to the Beatles in the video, just so in case you forgot who Paul McCartney was. Right. Next up, number 31. When the going gets tough, the tough gets going from Billy Ocean from the movie Jewel of the Nile. No, really not surprised since the mid-80s were big for movie soundtracks. This one had a pretty good tune and the video was cheesy as they come. Yes. Yes, it was. Next up on Chris's list, uh, number 88, Take Me Home by Phil Collins.
Okay, finally, a non-movie song picked by Random.org. And I think it was a pretty good song. The video was pretty cool. It was like a travel brochure. But I wonder how long it took to film the video since Phil... When has uh, anybody linked the words Phil Collins and Cool together? Patton Oswalt, 1985. He was being ironic. I know. <laughs> when, when has anyone ever linked the words Phil Collins and Pretty Good together? Well, we'll get into it because we are going to discuss the pretty good stuff. Genesis and Pretty Good, yes. Yes. Phil Collins and Pretty Good. Eh. All right. So until next podcast, Chris... So thank you, Chris, thank for you, Chris. a load of movie songs. <laughs> so uh, let's get into some of our social media feedback. Did you guys get anything? No. All right. I think that much. Um, poor Joe said he was partial to Sesame Street because there's always got to be that one guy in this because, crowd. Well, because he was born in 83. I don't care. All right. <laughs> Lou Zanka brings up the big debate. Van Hagar's 5150 or DLR's Edwin's Smile. Lou, I'm going with DLR on this Lou. one. Lou, there's no debate. There's just no debate. You're right. They're we'll both pretty going. good. Yeah, well, yeah. I said it's not much of a choice either way. Either Sammy's demanding that Eddie stick to keyboards or Dave is getting audibly upset with his anthropomorphic guitar buddy. The only thing I'll say is this, though. When you listen to Edwin's Smile, Edwin's Smile is a very good record, but when you look at the musicians he surrounded himself with, oh, yeah. I actually think it's a bit of an under an underachieved. When you have Steve Vai on guitar and you have Billy Sheen as your bassist, yeah, I mean, it, you would think that it'd be a lot heavier and a lot right. cheer. And, it, and it's good. I mean, Yankee Rose is, is the best song in the. All I have to say about Yankee Rose is it really sounded like he wanted to fuck that American flag. Well, that was Dave. From what I've read, he's done worse. <laughs> All right. So, um, and on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. Our buddy Abe Cod uh, mentioned a few things. Paging Mr. Loggins, the most influential single of 1986, is Danger Zone. And I will taint punch anyone who says otherwise. My dad liked Highlander so much that he bought Queen's A Kind of Magic, which began my love of Queen. Probably to his chagrin. Uh, <laughs> was One Vision on that album? I think no, One was. Vision is Iron Eagles. Oh, God. With Louis Gossett Jr. and okay. The Kid Who Dies. Steve then brings up Sweet Heavenly Mother of Fuck. I forgot how much this album rocks. I'm going to have to get back to you on the rest. Which brings us to, to this day, Master of Puppets serves as an epic reminder that it should have been Lars that was killed in that bus crash. Okay. No matter how much, uh, no amount of bovine hormones has ever triggered as much onset puberty as Madonna's video for Open Your Heart. <laughs> and the theme from MTV News probably wasn't what Dave Mustaine had in mind when he wrote the opening bass lick for Peace Cells. Okay. Very... Very true. All right, guys. So we're going to get into... Um, there were a lot of number one hits in this year. Right. Nothing had any staying power. Now, does that say that there were just an awful lot of awesome songs to concentrate on? Or things were just like... We were just really OCD back in 1986. Well, I'm really OCD now. Well, yeah, that's true. I can argue with you there. Well, a lot of the number one songs... you know, is, is OCD is, or ADHD? Oh, sorry, ADHD. Oh, no, no, it, it's you not... Too, I, I, I just want to go with, with Ooh, Shining. That's really what I'm, I'm aiming for, it's, Ooh, it's, Shining. Actually, it's not OCD. It's uh, CDO, because that's in correct alphabetical order the way it's supposed to be. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> you missed that. It was so funny. All right, so let's start off. Uh, carry over from last year. Two weeks at number one. Lionel, say you, say me. 
Enough. I was going to talk about Barishnikov's bulge in his pants when you did that. <laughs> so, um, I just know we have one way of making fun of that song. It's like, say you, you, say me, me, say it for always, it for always. Come on, guys, I'm trying to be serious here. We're so, doing what you're telling us to do, it's, man. It's, it's, it's and then he took his revenge and foisted his untalented daughter on, on an unsuspecting oh, country. Oh, God, yeah. That's right, you make fun of Lionel, you get Nicole. Mm. Nicole. It's not a bad song. No, it's not a bad song. It's a every year we have. I've heard worse. I've also been to the Museum of Bad Art. That's true. (laughs) So, all right. Next up, four weeks at number one and the longest reigning song for the entire year. Take my breath away. Dionne Warwick and Friends. That's what friends are for. Stevie Wonder, Dean Warwick, and somebody else. I think it was Gladys Knight. Yeah. yeah. One the only... of these people doesn't belong here. <laughs> and, it, and, and it's him that apparently he, he, it must have been during the the um, apex of his co- horrible cocaine addiction that Elton John like completely goes nuts in the full good times, no, you... full bad times. Uh, you know, but when they were when nego- they were negotiating the song and who comes in where, you know, he pitched a hissy fit and demanded. <laughs> Demanded to have the big, you know, the big ending part, like you know, Christina Aguilera. And, you know, in any Pitbull song. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this song didn't hold up. I mean, this, this essentially is the four rich people trying to make it feel, you know, make themselves feel better by raising money for a, a cause. Yeah, they were like, well, you know, that. Uh, uh, um, we are the world was the year yep. before, so. Ugh. No, yeah. I don't remember what year was Hearing Aid. Hearing Aid. Hearing Aid. Like eighty-eight. Nope. All right, that was like the metal. Yeah. Metal for after. That was the. That was like the. Yeah, that was like the throes of heavy of uh, hair metal. All right. All right, Mike. Do you have anything to say about this song before I move on? Um. Yeah, I don't much care for it. All right. <laughs> Next. He's not the best color analyst in podcasts for nothing, folks. 
Two weeks at number one, Whitney Houston with How Will I Know. Sell you crack, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those songs, and this was like a trope in 1986, like that keyboard thing of that woom. Every time, yeah, the high bam, energy, bam, 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 woom. High energy Casio. I think DeBarge did that, and the DeBarge did it as well. They all do. Yeah, um, I said it last year when we first started talking about Whitney Houston that I never truly had an appreciation for her music and. No. Well, Andy, it's it's pop. You yeah. Like, you don't like pop. Now, look. She's a gorgeous voice. Don't say get she's me wrong. wrong. Uh, she's still, nobody's even come close to her rendition of the Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl. It isn't even no, because we're constantly reminded that every no, Super Bowl. No, but it's Bowl. really good. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. I mean, listen to it again. It is, it, it like you say, it holds up. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's bubblegum it's bubble pop. Yeah. Well, I like pop, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't mind. I mean, I'm oh. not a huge Whitney Houston fan, but out of all of her songs, this one's not too bad. This is, yeah, I would, I would say that out of all of the number one hits, this might be her bet. Her, she's got you know. loads of them. Yeah, but I mean, this one—it's got a nice high energy to it. I yeah, like she, it. she's one of these artists that, like, you know, just like the Beatles, just insane amounts of number one hits. Yeah, all from like one album. All right, moving on. Two weeks, number one, Mister Mister Kyrie. I like that song. It's a good yeah. song. It came up on the playlist, and Joe was like, "I do like this one. Is it bad?" And I was like, "No, it's not bad." No, it's not. A, it's 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 a good song. I like it better than Broken Wings. Yeah, far less whiny than Broken Wings. My God, that one came up too. Yeah, oh. yeah. And again, like I said last year, I, I really am kind of ashamed of myself for not realizing these guys were like hardcore Christian rock. Yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love how was it go number one pop hit, and it, you do you realize that that's the Curie liaison is. Um, Jewish for, you know, God be with me, right? It's not yeah. It's, no, it's, it's Latin. Latin. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was like it's Yiddish. It's Mozart. Go with God? I, I, God I, be um, with you, I think. Uh, We're all sitting here with smartphones and tablets, and none of us yeah. are bothering to look I'm it up. Busy, well, I'm sitting here because we... Jimmy, I'm I too busy reaching chorus. for chance. I should remember this. 
Yeah. Lord, go with me down the road. I shall travel. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Everyone, have mercy. Yeah. Have mercy on me. All right. Well, this is good. We're kind of flying through these. All right. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I got. It. Yeah. All right. You got it. it means uh, Lord have mercy. In okay. Greek. In in Greek. Greek. Okay, which is close to Latin. It's also close to Jewish. Okay. Not really. Not really. No, no. There's less I'm, 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 I'm sticking by it. Listen to the Jew in the room. I'm not a Jew. I know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I learned the alphabet and, and a couple of oh. prayers. And a menorah no, caught your, caught your but, yeah, sperm on. It's like you're in a Roman bath. But, but, right uh, but my Latin teacher made us learn the Greek alphabet phonetically. Ah. Yeah, oh, God, that's mean. I can alpha. recite it, but I can't. Uh, I can only match up the letters that I learned in math class. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. At least you'll know when when your movies were made. Um. All right. So next up, one week at number one, Starship with Sarah. I learned the Greek alphabet phonetically. We didn't really ah. through the uh, Latin numbers. Gotcha. I it, that is a driving know. to the beach movie. I'm not moving. The song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, don't I, know this song. My sister, whose name happens to be Sarah, fucking hates this song with every fiber of her being. Oh, would you like it if it was called, like, Gertrude? Huh? No. No. It's, 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 it's Well, first of all, it's Starship after you realize that Eventually, the power of money wins out over the power of ideals and drugs. Grace, what are you doing right now? Hey, listen, baby. You're never going to have another white rabbit, okay? Paul's not talking to you anymore. <laughs> you got Marty Balin as your lead singer. Come on. Give us the number one single, huh? Smile. Yeah. Oh, God. This song. This droning, droning song. Yeah, but I hate to break it to you. That is the the gold standard of that record. Do you know what other song is yes, on that record? Yes, we built that to this city. Right. I like that song a lot more. What? Oh, oh you, you don't get to talk for the rest of the night. <laughs> you are shut down. Constantly rated the worst song of the 80s. I disagree with that, by the way. I still think it's Wild Wild West by The Escape Club. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, there that are is... a lot worse songs out of the 80s. Oh, my God. It's still a terrible song. Not only is it a bad... Not only was We Built the City a bad song... Oh, come on. It's good arena rock. Every, every shitty DJ in the Boston, greater Boston area threw their own, like, call signals in that, like, that the bridge of the song... Wait, wait. What, uh, Kiss, what are we know point one? The Rock of Us. What year did Susu Studio come out? That was 85. Then that is the worst song of the 80s. Okay. I think we're at a stalemate. <laughs> Moving on. One week. Heart. These dreams. But all I remember 
not a bad song. This is a good album, actually. I actually think they're a very underrated band. I think so, and It's too. not cool well, to like them, but if you see a lot of the bands that have actually were really influenced by them... There's a lot. change of Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's also because they were they were heavily involved in the music of the 70s. Right. But, and that was, but they're also from Seattle right. as well. Like, all that, that whole grunge scene, they were all huge heart fans. Soundgarden were heart fans. Yeah. You know, well, you would know it by listening to. Well, it. and you wouldn't know it from like the the, the the tandem of these two albums, this one and then the one that came out in '87. With that was like Bad Animals. And, yeah, Bad Animals is the one from '87, and this one is I think just the self-titled part. Right. Um, you wouldn't know that. You know, no, you really wouldn't know this is the same band that came out with Barracuda. No, no, or, or go crazy on you. Right. But I mean, it's. Like Catherine just said, it's very good anthem. It's good arena rock, mm-hmm. you know. And the woman's voice still holds up. Oh yeah, she's she can got still say. Oh nice. She's got serious pipes. Oh yeah. Still, yeah. You know, and, and I mean, they, they, you know, they 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 branched out. You know, when the '90s came around, they kind of went acoustic, and then they did Zeppelin cover. I mean, they, they were pretty. Oh, I remember that a Battle of Evermore is on, on the single soundtrack. Right, right. They, they were called the Love Mongers. It was just the two of them. Even right. Like, all hard is it's just. It's really the two of them. But yeah. It, it was really. They, they just it seems like everything they do, they do a nice job because they're both incredibly talented, and her voice can just erase so many mistakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw. Them, I actually saw them live on the uh, the. The, the 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 wild wild animals tour or whatever it was bad animals bad animals sorry I saw them live I saw them a really couple good. years ago they opened for Def Leppard they really? were really really good awesome you know it's testament to clean living I guess no well, <laughs> you know no one ever checks into rehab for a Wendy's addiction so <laughs> well yeah all right moving on oh, Ooh. oh I gotta just... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember on WAAF they used to do, and I'm not a big AAF person. But they had like the, their parody songs. They do their parody songs, and it was instead of all I want to do is make love to you, it was all I want to do is eat BK food. <laughs> and it was like I pulled up to the drive-through and I got some fries and stuff. It's like you, terrible. Hey, we're part of the zoo crew. <laughs> oh, I love the love, love, love the next song. All right, three weeks at number one. Falco, Rock Me Amadeus. When you go down this list, this could possibly be the most unique song that hit number one this year. I I, I really love this song, and it yes, Andy, it is the only, I can assure you, it's the only Austrian rap song <laughs> that hit number one that year. They parodied it on Muppet Babies. Did they? Rock me on my doggus. Oh God. Where they go back in time and visit wow. Rolf's great 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 grandfather. They didn't sprain any muscles doing that one. Huh? <laughs> Not really, no. Hey, it was Muppet Babies. They didn't spray much of anything. Sure. Instead of everybody loves Raven, how about everybody hates Raven? <laughs> hey, it's worth it. We were up all night. But you know what? Your response is worth it. Um, <laughs> they did everybody hates Chris. 
Yeah. There was a <laughs> Mad Magazine parody on The Simpsons. Mike, what do you what do you have to say about Rock Me Amadeus? Because I mean, I, every time I hear, I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. But it, it means the combination of the German with the with that superstar. Yeah, with that beat, it it, it works for me so it, every single time. I it hear. does it does help that the word superstar doesn't translate into German apparently. Yeah. Or at all. Do you ever hear the story about this video? Nah. So Falco decides to like have this. You know, he's performing as Mozart, you know, yeah, with the yeah. wig and all that. And he brings in these bikers, all these yeah, German yeah, biker seen. gangs, because not realizing how much all of these gangs hated each other and, you know, had blood, you know... Blood packs. Blood packs, I guess, yeah. Why did you put us in the room with the killer schnitzels? Shut up, Hans, the Wiener dogs are after us. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Bye. Fuck. Um, yeah, this song's, I mean, Harry's over really well, aged really well. Yeah. I wouldn't say, okay, it's a good song, mm-hmm. but I think it's kind of a novelty. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. a novelty song. You don't listen to it and go, wow, you know, that's, you know, it's a fun, poppy, wacky song. Yeah. That is very original. Yeah. Um, Oddly one that doesn't show up on, like, like, you know, if you're listening to, like, 80s on 8 or something like that on Sirius, hardly ever pops up. At least when I was listening to Sirius. No, I usually get up. Vienna Calling or um, the, his version of... The Commissar. <clears throat> which also brings up the, um, the heralded Falco rule. If a song is originally recorded in German, it should stay in German. Don't translate it to English lyrics. Nay, nay, you bitch. Or Rammstein. I was going to say Rammstein. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. You. You hate. You hate, you hate me. Yeah, this just doesn't work as well as do Hasmesh. Uh, yes. Nine red balloons. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't know why you're so upset about. We have the German chocolate cake, the Luft balloons. <laughs> All right. I gotta say, ninety-nine dead baboons is really funny. <laughs> Is that weird ally, I assume? Uh, no, no. no. Surprisingly, no. Mm-hmm. All right, number two, two weeks at number two, uh, at number one, Prince and the Revolution, Kiss. A two, re- I mean, he put out, you know, 1999 with Little Red Corvette. Then he puts out, which is awesome, Purple Rain. Then he puts out Purple Rain, which is better. Then he puts out the shitty one with Raspberry Beret. Yep. And then he puts out this one. And he he was sucking some healing. No, no, I mean, it's just he went away. I mean, look, and I and I get it because Prince is, is is like like David Bowie. I guess he tries to stay relevant. He tries to make a sound fresh. Um, this this song didn't work for me. It just it's just too. I you know, I know what he's doing. He like he goes with those songs. There's no baseline in it either. Right. Like like when doves cry, there's no baseline. Right. And that's what gives it a uniqueness. And it does have a unique sound to it. It just doesn't do that much for me. It's just, <laughs> you know. It's not, it's, it's not, I shouldn't say it's not a terrible song. I've heard a lot worse. But 
No, even a bad Prince song is usually better than most of the stuff on the radio. Right. Yes, at least at this point in time. I, I, will, I will give you that. But new yeah, new I Power like, Generation. I, li- I like a bass line, so. New, new yeah. Power Generation stuff is just plain awful. Well, he experiments, I guess. and you know. Yeah. Well, you still have Wendy and Lisa with him, too, where the driving force of the band. Yes. All right. Although he did get rid of Dr. Finkelstein in the guitarist with the Japanese bandana on his head. Hey, Dr. Hey, Dr. Fink, I, I will always attest, is a look that should have caught on and never did. It never did. Damn it. The Scrubs look. Scrubs and sunglasses look? Yeah. I would have I rocked that. Sure. But, you know, my, my, my long Jufro mullet? Been awesome. Yeah. Would have yeah. been awesome. You didn't have nearly enough curl to have a Jufro. No, no, I did you not. Just, you, just, you just had a mullet. I would have had to have, a, I would have, to have the man perm. The merm. Yeah. Yep. It would have been horrible. All right. Moving on. One week at number one. Robert Palmer, Addicted to Love. One week. One week. I know. That is that has lasted much longer than it did. You know. This that video is iconic. But that's what I was gonna say. Would the song have caught on and been what it was if it wasn't for that video? Nope. Because I don't think there's anything that really stands out about it. Frankly, I don't think there's a hell of a lot that stands out about Robert Palmer. He looks like he's bored. Yeah, frankly, it looks like he just drank he two looks bottles bored. of Odo. The models look. Like mannequins, they're right. really bored. Did now have but you? Addicted to spite. Yeah. Have you ever listened to the whole Riptide album? No. There are two good songs on the album. This one, and uh, didn't mean to turn you didn't on. Didn't mean to turn you on. Everything else <laughs> is is like a false bill of sales. It really is. That's what I used to say when I put the CD on. Oh, but didn't mean to turn you on. <laughs> Oops. Yuck. I feel bad for Robert Palmer, too, because when he died, it was like this tandem of artists that died all at the same time. It was Johnny Cash, Warren Zevon, and oh, Robert Palmer. <laughs> the, week that, the week that uh, Johnny Cash died, his all of his best does skyrocket, top of the charts, you know, quadrupling the regular sales, you know, makes a million, you know, makes sells a million records. In the, in Warren Zevon's singles of Werewolves of London. Same thing. Same thing. And then Robert Palmer died, and nobody seemed to notice. Well, it's because he died in, like, the countryside of France. He kind of he became a recluse. He didn't do anything right. anymore. Oh. Fuck you guys in Power Station. Fuck you all. I always get Robert Plant mixed up with Robert Plant. You should never do that. I know. I'm sorry, Palmer. you do what? He mixes up Robert Palmer and Robert Plant. Not, not the song, just the name. How would you like that if I said, hey, geez, I don't know what it is, Gulick. I always get Steve Winwood and Steve Urkel mixed up. Would you be upset about that? Well... You'd wonder about meds I'm taking, but... Yeah. Oh, by the way, Jim, I didn't mean to turn you on. <laughs> you can't help it. You can't <laughs> help it. Dude. You shake your moneymaker. Yeah, you go. Lights out. <laughs> okay, again, a week at number one. Pet Shop Boys, West End Girls. The 
Uh, Andy, did you like Pet Shop Boys? I actually really like this. No! <laughs> their best of... This is one of these bands that you'd never have to buy any of their actual albums. Just buy their best buy of the and best you'll be of. totally happy with it. It's yeah. an awesome representation of their music. I gotta really say... The guy who does nothing is my favorite musician of all time. There's the guy who's singing. Uh, what's his name? Neil Tennant. Neil Tennant. Neil Tennant does everything, and then there's his schlump buddy who just stands next to him, usually to the side. You usually get a profile look of him. Sometimes they're twirling, sometimes they're dancing, but always the side look. It's not side boob, but it's side look. Well, it's a good profile. No, I don't. Um, I you know the song I like that they did. They did the one they did with um, Dusty Springfield. Oh, okay, yeah. Since you've been away. Since you've been, yeah. I mean, they had a bunch of great songs. Sin, uh, it's a Sin is a great song. Um, Opportunities, awesome song. This song is, I mean... Well, it's their song. That's it's their, their yeah. Song. It's got good keyboard in it. It's got a, it's got good keyboard. It's just, it's... I honestly it's a remedy for a lot of the pop on the, on the list here. Yeah, I honestly can't say it's actually a song, though, because they just... They recite all the lyrics, except for the chorus. It's still music played behind it. It is. It's, it's like a Morris set. They just chant. Well, I don't much get the Lannis Morris set either. Well, I'm sure well, she's going to be dying up in Canada the, knowing The people that. of Canada reject thee. <laughs> they reject thee hard. Well, I guess I shouldn't mention my uh, dislike for Celine Dion, then. Well, that, that, that that's universal. Yeah, that's 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 fine, but get, get away from Alanis, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going to get plenty away from Alanis <laughs> alone! She's God for crying out loud! Didn't you see Dogma? That poor girl needed a date, bad. She was married to Ryan Reynolds for like two years. I know. Well, she was just singing the music before that. She was a big pop star. She so was not. Yeah, a, yeah. She, she, Robin, she on, Robin she Sparkles on um on How I Met Your Mother is essentially based on Alanis Morissette. Yeah, and um yeah, she was on You Can't Do That on Television. Mm-hmm. You know, Robin Sparkles, everyone remembers where they were and what donut they were eating when Robin Sparkles went dark. Don't bring If you bring that show up, I'm going to wet my pants. <laughs> that show's so funny. All right. Three weeks, number one, Whitney Houston, the greatest love of all. Sex with chocolate. They play so fine, don't you agree? I believe the children are our future. Thank you. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. Make it easier. Not the version performed by Sexual Chocolate, I might add. I like the other Whitney Houston song better than this one. Yeah, as do I. I. Oh my God, this song. This was... Every hackney graduation song leading up to say anything. Uh, look, you don't have to like it. it. From a technical standpoint, a vocal singing, it's her most daunting song. Yes. It's all in the high register. Yeah. It's all in the high register. She goes, I believe, but I'm talking about the bridge and the chorus are both all in high register. Yeah. Just, I Will Always Love You is a pretty... Oh, I that's... Well, yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Because she, she has to stretch for that, holding holding that eye for that long. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And, 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 You're right. And, and I know that we hate, I, me and my friends hated that song, too. No, you didn't. Oh, God. You I went didn't. to the bodyguard, and you were Ubering. I've never seen that movie. 
I don't believe it. Well. Well, there you go. You're, you were to steal me. <laughs> you are so wrong. I've never seen that movie. Yeah, every time I hear this song, I'm looking in the mail. <laughs> every time I hear this song, I just hear, I believe the children are our future. <laughs> Sexual chocolate, ladies and gentlemen. Drops the microphone. Sexual <laughs> chocolate! That is a much better version. Sexual chocolate! I'll just... I'll just torture myself with Bette Midler's Beaches song over oh, and over again God. rather than the song from body, My Bodyguard. Can, can, I, can I make a request? Yeah. When you when you edit this uh, show and you put in the clip for this song, can you use the ch- your sexual job? Oh, trust me. Trust me. <laughs> Mike, dude, what do you think I was doing on my lunch break today? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one for one week, Madonna. We haven't heard her name at all this, this uh, on this list. Live to Tell. Oh, that's the one with uh, yeah, Sean Penn and uh, Sean Penn and Christopher, Christopher Walken. Walken. I don't even know what the movie's about. I, I don't know either because the only thing people know about that movie is the song. I don't even know the song. I can't remember the song off my top of my head. I know that Papa Don't Preach was also out. In I think Madonna was. I know. Madonna was kind of at the height of her powers at this one. I. I it's not a bad song. I mean, if it was, no, done, no, by, if it was uh, done by another pop star besides Madonna, you'd be going, "Wow, that that was a very good. That was a, yeah. that was a nice." I movie. actually, this is one of my favorite Madonna songs. It's 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 a really good song. I think it really it it moved away from kind of like the the quirkiness of of the Material Girl stuff. It has, the, it has like a sensitive yeah touch to it. You know. She also shows some vocal chops on it too, which you know when you're you're comparing it to like a Virgin, not so much. Well, she was never about her vocal ability. No, that's no. why when people compare it to Lady Gaga, it's like it's. Yeah, Lady Gaga can sing Lady Gaga can really sing. well. Well, when she, when she actually makes the effort, yeah, when she, you know, a lot of the time she doesn't. Did you see her the other night? I did not, but I I know that Lady Gaga can sing. I've I've heard her. She did when a, she the Oscar, her the thing of the Oscars thing. The thing of the Oscars was her yeah, coming when, out party. When she did, uh, what was that? Somewhere over the rainbow. She did. She yes. did a retrospect the other night of a Bowie. Yeah, okay, and it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, I I know I know that Lady Gaga is definitely head and shoulders <clears> above Madonna, but she went, okay, I'm a really good singer, but if I go campy, I'll make a lot of money. That's true. There's there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with that. Make your money, then she can get artsy and weird. Weirder, I guess. Yeah. All right, Jim. Get ready for it. Can she not get too weird? Three weeks at number one, Patti LaBelle and Michael McDonald on my own. <laughs>
It's weird to so Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle hits these words. weird notes, and they're not high notes. They're low notes. Am I meant to believe that Patty LaBelle is sitting there pining away for that shaved Sasquatch <laughs> Michael McDonald? Jim, let me just put it this way. Imagine the two of them making love. No! <laughs> God, you have to scrub poor Patty down with a loofah out. Pat, Patty hits some uh, extraordinarily low notes in this that I didn't realize I was supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. Like, right. Michael McDonald was with the Doobie Brothers for a little while. For a little while. But why is it? But why? Did I, what, he doesn't have a great voice. I don't like. People really love him, and I don't. I, he keeps part of what they really love. Well, part of what they really love is the the fact that you know he'll he'll bring up your mom's favorite you know R and B hits and stuff like that and say. <laughs> I will Yamo burn this place to the ground. Yamo, I don't know what that means. Neither do I. Oh, up and over. <laughs> up and over what? <laughs> all right. All right, moving on. Number One week at number one, Billy Ocean. There'll be sad songs, parentheses, to make you cry, end parentheses. There'll be sad songs to make you cry. That made number one. Made number one. Jeez. I, look at the time period. It's just that sad, you know. You know what I want to say? You know, this is my opinion, and you, you can disagree. I think a lot of the reason why none of these songs lasted for a long time is because a lot of them were just carbon copies. They're of the, interchangeable. There's just no diversity. And it, it, I hate to say it, a lot of the pop music now, mm -hmm. very similar. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, there's a lot of catchy hooks and stuff like that, but it's it's... It's just nothing that really stands out, that's really unique, that takes you to a different place. They're all kind of like the same thing, yep. they're coming out of the same factory. Not saying they're bad songs, it's just saying that they're just kind of cookie cutter. No, exactly. One, one, one comes out with a great sound and they cast, they, they, they uh, contract every other band that has a similar sound. To make the, the same song. sound. Well, well you know, and it's true. Well, but, I would do the same thing in some way. But like you know, like, said, it, how many songs in like a month span had the high energy Casio key drag? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just... well, how many how many Stone Temple Pilot copycats did we have to hear in the nineties? Three. That's true. Nine. Lots. Lots. But you know what it was. Don't forget that... those the Stone Temple Pilot uh, copycats that came out in the late nineties too to try to capitalize on uh, the Scott Weiland's drug addiction. Trying to think with like the, the other butt rock bands like uh, Creed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sponge. Nickelback. <laughs> oh god. Nickelback was much later. Nickelback is early. Filter. Nickelback's like two thousands, like early two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Here's a Canadian national anthem, ladies and gentlemen. Look at my autograph! <laughs> Honestly, I, I can't remember what the hell they'll be sad songs to make you cry sounds like. Hey, 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 hey. Love sad songs to make you cry. I, every time I hear it, I want to sing sad songs. Songs I do. But I do know that there's no way it comes anywhere near Get Out of My Car. I'll get out of my dreams and into my car. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Another one with the oh, yeah, foray into being a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you say that to a woman and she doesn't get into your car, 
You just leave for it. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't yeah. have the. Uh, you offer a candy. The remix <laughs> version where he talks about an ether cloth. <laughs> Does this smell like chloroform to you? Smelling this cloth into my trunk. Into my trunk. Don't take our feet together. Dig a shallow grave. Oh God. <laughs> You just took it to a whole another. Oh, level. sorry, I said the loud part quiet. Not quiet, not quiet part loud. <laughs> All right, one week, number one, Shitly Red, holding back the years. Shit and shitly red, simply red. red. Okay, you did say. You know what the, the lead singer's nickname is? Red. Yeah, he had red hair. That's why they were simply red. I, for years, I thought that was a woman, <laughs> an ugly, ugly woman. <laughs> oh, kind of like the uh, the lead guitar player for Till Tuesday. What? The lead guitar player with the the ugly redhead. Yeah. Is a man. What? Yeah. Go back and watch the Voices Carry video, Jim. I sit here in the shadow of this giant Darth Maul statue, (laughs) stunned. I got a big hug from my babysitter when I identified um, uh, Boy George as a male. Oh, good. She pointed pointed at a picture and goes, is that a boy or a girl? And I look at it and I'm like, well, this is obviously a trick question. Looks like a girl, therefore it must be a boy. (laughs) I win. I remember a guy who went to school, Victor Mendez, rest his soul. We were watching the video. He's like, hey, who's that lady? Victor, I think that's a boy. What? No! <laughs> no, don't say that! She's got an Adam's apple. <laughs> oh, it's like the early 90s when RuPaul was making the scene. Oh. <laughs> All right. She's a hottie. One day, one day at LARP, somebody was like, hey, look at that cute blonde. Yeah, nice ass. Turns around, it's Brian Fahey. <laughs> I went to a concert he with He had buddy. the best hair of anybody in school. Carl Jacobson. Carl Jacobson, buddy of mine. It was like the first concert I ever went to and some person walks by and like... <laughs> Cheetah skin, like tight, tight jeans, long blonde hair. He goes, Whoa, look at her! Turns around, he's got a greasy little mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Fahey did have hair I envied like crazy. Oh, cool. Thick, blonde, tumbling waves. Oh my god. Oh, Brian Fahey. God made my. T- I don't even know who Brian Fahey is. I'm sorry. Did you go to school with him? Yes. Yes, we did. Actually, he's got a, he's got a band, and they're pretty good. Oh. Does he still have his rich, blonde, tumbling hair? He has hair? a band, he tried real so. hard. No. I haven't, I haven't gone to see them live, but I listened to his album online. All I know is that every really guy I went to high school with that wore an Iron Maiden shirt apparently is physically unable to take it off because it grafted itself to their skin. <laughs> when they hit the climb up onto a couch and jump into it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's simply Red is just... It, they're not, I, I always confuse them with UB40 as like these bands that just... White dude, white Scottish dudes singing the blues. It's, you know, but you can't take that seriously like you would a lot of these other records. Because it's just coffee house rock. 
It's made to be listened to in yeah. a cafe, you know, it's, it's, or just driving along on a wintry, crappy day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, dep- it's just, it's just, it's background music. You okay? Oh, yeah. All right. Are you going to honk? Huh? Yeah, upstairs. You never mind. All right. Shall we move on to, number, to the next song? Yes, please. Yep. One week at number one. Genesis with Invisible Touch. bad song actually this is this album kind of grows on you after a while this song notwithstanding i mean it's a de- it's an okay song don't get me wrong this is not my favorite song from this album though no what know. is your favorite song is it an illegal alien no, no that's, illegal that's alien from though? genesis that's from the self-titled album no, that's the album uh, before this no, my my favorite one from this album is land of confusion oh okay well, that, 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 that song is very popular still yes I remember when the video came out. That video freaks the hell out of me, though. Yeah, it's the spitting image, spitting image puppets. Andy and I love those. Yeah. Hello, a bunch of British puppets doing American politics. <laughs> How funny can we be? Maggie Thatcher's going to show up. Remember they did one? They did what they did. Did it, um, Alien? Yeah. It was, they had like a puppet of scorning Weaver. She goes, you, go into a dark corner where no one can help you, where no one can hear you scream. You, do the same thing. What are you going to do? I'm going to strip down here to my underwear and find a flamethrower. <laughs> Um, amazing, I think this is Genesis' only number one song. It's not, they were an art house band. No, oh, yeah, well, they were an art house band up until Phil Collins really took over. I mean, it was like two albums after Phil Collins. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't Peter Gabriel dressing up like a, a sunflower. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Have you ever seen the documentary on Gen- Genesis? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, it's awesome. It's a, do they speak to this day? Yeah. They all get along really well. They were all sitting in, in the documentary. They're all seated next just, to each other. I'm just surprised. Because Peter Gabriel kind of went poppy. Yeah. I'm surprised he never, ever collaborated again. You know what, though? Have you heard those Peter Gabriel albums? Do you want them to collaborate again? Those albums are unlistenable. It's, they're very strange. The Landlines on Broadway is the closest thing to an accessible song they have. Um. Yeah, he, like, he'll walk out, he'll have like a horn yeah. out of his forehead like a unicorn. But... I mean, Invisible Touch, I mean, Tonight, Tonight, Tonight is my favorite song on this album. Yeah. I, I really yeah, I think, artistically, the album prior to this one, the self-titled Genesis album, is their best album. I mean, that had Illegal Alien. It had Home by the Sea. It had Mama. I like Mama. Oh, I love Mama. It's scary. Yeah. Makes you do tinkles in your pants, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kevin? I was trying to Google Peter Gabriel to remember what all he did, and he's coming to Worcester in July. Oh, really? July second oh, huh. at the DCU Center. All right, everybody. I'm just going to be playing the movie, uh, the music from the movie Passion. <laughs> Don't ask me to do say anything from So What. I'm not going to do it. Come back, please. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, nice segue, cause one week at number one, no. replacing Genesis's Invisible Touch is Peter Gabriel with Sledgehammer.
This is okay. a good song. What are the fucking odds? I love that whole This is record. a fun song, and it is a fucked up video that is still fun to watch. Yeah, it's, it's, this album that. is awesome. It's a great record. Mm. It's a quintessential 80s record. Yeah. If somebody said, okay, you, you go, you're going on a desert island, and you can only take records from the 80s, this is one of them. Yep. This is one that you take. When you open with Red Rain, Red Rain just pulls you right oh. in. I think Sedgehammer is the second song on the album. It is. Notting Hill, which is my favorite Peter Gabriel song, is not on that record. Right. But um, in In Your Eyes is on that, too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, In Your Eyes is on that one, which I don't think ever charted until, like, years later. It charted after Say Anything. Yeah. No, In in Your Eyes was on So. Yeah, which is... Sledgehammer, the, so is on... Sledgehammer's on So as well. Oh, oh I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, sorry I, I, I just thought, thought we were talking about... made a mistake. Yeah. No, I mean, this album... Yeah, this is a great album. This album is, is just... It, it, it's a phenomenal album. I, I'm trying to think if there's anything there I don't like. There are few records in the 80s that you could say, wow, this is a revolutionary record. Yeah. This is right. a record that is going to stand the test of time. There are a few. The Joshua Tree. Yep. Right. Yeah. This one. Yep. That's not a, many. Yeah. Not many else. Listen, I actually do... Oh, wait a minute. Autographs record came out in... Turn up, hey, turn, turn up, up radio. radio. That's on. That's on your. That's on your Desert Island mix too, right? Oh God, of course. I do prefer In Your Eyes over oh. Sledgehammer. I th- oh, in Your Eyes is. Oh, I do that's, too. That's my favorite song from this album. Absolutely. I don't know. I like Red Rain a lot too. I love Red Rain. I didn't want actually In Your Eyes to be my wedding song because I thought it was a pretty song. My wife said yeah. it's way too long. It's like oh, she's it's right. Like it is. It's five and a half minutes long. And my, on my prom, all the popular kids got to dance to it. Oh, those other freaks and mutants weren't allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's time for the popular kids. Which always makes me wonder, how come... What will happen if there's ever a prom theme called Let's Rise Up and Kill the Popular Kids? (laughs) Or An Evening in Willie Nelson's Laundry Hamper. I'm I'm going between the two of them. I'm going to bust out my... song popular, that would be good. That's true. I'll I'll bust out my pitchfork and torch. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on! (laughs) Two weeks at number one from the movie The Karate Kid 2, Glory of Love, Peter Cetera. Nobody could rock a turtleneck sweater like Peter Cetera. Hey, nobody could rock an underbite like Peter Cetera. It's so true, though. He looks like Moose from the Archie and the Gang. What? Hey, no, I dug deep for that one. I'm proud of it. I like this song a lot, actually. Oh, God. Well, this, is, this is a movie song. It has all the earmarkings of an movie. 80s movie yeah. song. It's a wonderful video. Boy, let me tell you something. Pete, whoever choreographed, they went to Peter Cetera and said, Look, you're kind of weaselly. You wear nothing but sweaters, and frankly, you're really fucked over Chicago. So this is what we're doing. Okay? <laughs> you're going to stand in that square, and you're going to make fist pumps. <laughs> That's all you're doing. Move out! I dare you, Peter. 
Oh, God. Mike, that that movie sucks, by the way. That's a horrible movie. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's, that's a terrible that's movie. That's Robert Miyagi. The only reason why we ever watched that movie is just to watch Ian Lesh and just say that line over and over and over again. And I still I, say it. I, I, Miyagi! Doesn't that open the top? It doesn't. Oh, it does. All right, you're right. Sorry, opening uh, cookies now. This is good radio. It's cookie time. <laughs> I want a cookie. Hey, they taste like Cinnabon, apparently. Hey. Jim? Mike's, ah! Now you're going to have cat hair all over. Enjoy that. All right. I've got, I've got two cats of my own. All I've right. Got yeah, he's oh, built an immunity. No, All right. thanks. No, no, no. There you go. Two weeks at number one. Madonna oh. again with Papa Don't Preach. remember this was one of the uh because she elects to keep the child so therefore tipper gore approved yes exactly yes and for from 1986 and, and, to 1987 a way that girls would break it to their parents that <laughs> they had a bun in the oven yeah i'm sure it went really well especially when danny aiello was your dad in the video is he dead no he's still alive right. double check that for me you know someone fact check that for me i'm pretty sure he's still alive he doesn't do it. His career's dead. <laughs> but huh. you be in Hudson Hawk and see what happens. To you. <laughs> I like that movie. Moving on. All right. It's Not much to say about this. Oh, okay, fun. Mike. Danny Aiello is absolutely still alive. All right, great, Mike. Yes. I'm handing the next one to you. You've been waiting like six oh, years no. to be talking no. about this one. No. One week at number one, Mike. No. Give me a higher love. No. By whom? Steve Winwood! kind of bored with the exciting acts. <laughs> we need someone dry and wooden. <laughs> Let's get Winwood. This this came up on the playlist I listened to right before coming over. And Joe, oh, gets, Joe goes, oh my god, elevator music. <laughs> well, you know what? This is what as I was... Because Steve Winwood... Okay, I'm going to say this and Mike might do tinky tinks in his pants, but <laughs> Steve Winwood has a really good voice. Yeah. Steve yeah. Winwood was considered... For the new Yardbirds, who eventually became Led Zeppelin. Right. He said no. Then they went to Robert Plant. There was... Can you... Oh, my God. Who's not Robert, Robert Plant or Robert Parma? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hell, Jim. Jim, Jim. We'll see you next year when you come us. back. Um, oh, you, you know what you're talking about. So Steve Winwood, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it Steve Winwood or Stevie Wonder? I don't know. I mean... <laughs> No, no, he's a talented musician. He's just so boring. 
It's just the exciting part. I mean, the exciting part was when he has his girlfriend behind him just kind of singing like a poor woman, Linda McCartney, in the background. <laughs> I've never watched the videos for these guys. Oh, don't worry. The song, the song is good enough for me. Look, if you're ever up one night and plucking hairs out of your asses and putting you to sleep, watch a Winwood video, sir. <laughs> don't you can think fall I've ever... asleep after pulling out hair <laughs> I don't think I've ever had quite it's so a much pain you turn like over. That. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I remember when the song came out. It was a horrifically catchy song. It... it Earmark of pop music. But you see, I embrace that catchiness. Yeah, I know you do. No, you don't. Is it is it a is it like a standout song? No. Is it a fantastic song? It is no. a standout song on this but album. It, it is an incredibly enjoyable song. Because it's catchy. What if you're sitting on the crapper and you finally get it out? Yes! <laughs> oh! No, this is higher love, not back in the higher love. Oh, whatever. <laughs> They're all the same songs. Yeah, they're both great, really good songs, too. Ugh. No, uh, he did, like, you know, Can't Find My Way Home, which is such a great song. Yeah. And he went to this. I don't know. All right. And don't forget Ark of a Diver. Oh, who could? Keep going. No, one week at number one, Venus by Bananarama. Bananarama. No. I had to explain this one to Joe because as far as he's concerned, it's a jingle for a razor. Ah. Jim, what is the unique thing about Bananarama? Bananarama? Yes. Um, there is a member of the band who actually looks like a banana. <laughs> Thank you. The, long, the tall blonde one. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Dave Stewart. <laughs> Dave needed a beard. <laughs> well, he's tired of fucking that cow from the uh, Sweet Dreams Remain of this video. <laughs> Look, you're gawky and you know, I'm gay. We make a wonderful couple. <laughs> but No, but that's a cover. This song's a cover. Yeah, no, absolutely it's a cover. No, I, I like this song. It's actually a really good song. And I think, I didn't write any of the dates down here. I think this is actually a summer hit. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is summer. a perfect summer hit. Oh, yeah, this is definitely a summer hit. And you know what's weird about this group? Two members married the other member of another band because the other one, the very pretty one, married the great Andrew Ridgely of Wham. <laughs> Who doesn't even get songwriting credits with Wham? No. Couldn't even get that? Yes. No. Nope. So one married Dave Stewart, who, you know, no one ever remembered but behind Annie Lennox. And, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The haven for B-level musicians. <laughs> but on our own. Yeah, to this day, I still think it's uh, it was made in, entirely for a um, Razor commercial. It was it was fun um, back in the... It was like on an 80s compilation of summer hits. Yeah, oh, yeah, K-Tel. Yeah. And um, and then then I saw it in, in commercials for the razor, and I happen to like the razor. It is very catchy. It's got that wacky keyboard and yeah, it. isn't it in a it's, car it's commercial catchy, now like, too? Love Shack. I'm sure it is. It's yeah, it's, it's like cap, it's campy catch. Yeah, yeah. campy yeah. catch. It's got, like it's got like a good baseline. The it's just cool, kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun. Would I want to see Slayer do a rendition of it? Probably. No, probably. Well, not. you know, I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, I'm amazed. One, only one week at number one, 
Berlin, take my breath away. I'm shocked. The song won the Oscar of the year the, the, for this year. Because from Top Gun. Again, you should be shocked by that. That's the song doesn't even sound like it belongs in Top Gun. Uh, no, it's, which, it's, no, it's, no, it's got to be the love theme or something. Yeah, it is. I, I still haven't seen it. No, that. that's playing with the boys by Kenny Loggins. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie either. Top Gun? Yeah. Just go to the Navy and go go to like a naval recruitment office. Hello, Elizabeth. You still think I'm gayer than the volleyball scene in Top Gun? <laughs> In Borderlands, in Borderlands 2, we've blown up the volleyball net and shot the shirtless men, but I still haven't seen the movie. See, this movie is about a young, cocky pilot who's the best at what he does. Like every Tom Cruise like movie. Like every Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> well, you know, he's he's got Napoleon complex. He has to be the best at what he does. The, yeah. the thing that sticks in my mind most about this song is it's played during like the the love scene, yeah. and that was still the first time I've ever I'd ever seen a French kiss on a in a movie. Really? Yeah. What an interesting thing to remember about that. Yeah. I'm going to change seats. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got to try well, to I mean, that, the first let's time be honest. No, but you were yeah, yeah, you're, oh, you're younger than us. And Kelly McGinnis is really hot in this movie. Yo, she had a great run. 85 yeah. to 86 was a great year for Kelly McGinnis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like, what's... Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney, 1929 <laughs> to 1930, spanning two decades. <laughs> <laughs> The weird thing about this song is, is that this is like one of the last big hits for Giorgio Moroder. Oh, Giorgio Moroder was the guy who, I mean, essentially was like the disco king of Chicago in the 19, like late 70s and early 80s. Now I'm picturing Mickey Rooney singing, Take My Breath Away. <laughs> Take my breath away, Judy Garland. It's funny, too, because Berlin was like such like... I guess they're really kind of like a porno punk band. Like oh, a lot of their that. old stuff is sex. Remember yeah. that Andy and I used to we sex. I'm a uh, dot dot dot. Mm. Andy and I would would stay. MTV used to do a concert every Friday night. Yeah. We would watch Berlin one time, and they're like grinding, and we're like, what? oh, and Terry Nunn. By the way, Terry Nunn was was one of the finalists to be cast as Princess Leia. First of all, yes, I know. Yes, I have the DVD. She um. Had a great voice, but yeah, she was she just crafted the entire thing into a sex pot, and then this song. Well, came she's out. no fool because she's super hot. Yeah, you know, I mean, she still looks phenomenal too. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen. I, no, I did. I watched some of that um, bands reunited. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, since then too, she she I have seen her on something. She was on on Palladio, whatever it is now. I'm yeah, live, and she, it was one of those back to the eighties cons. Hmm. She was phenomenal. <laughs> she sounded. Good. Well, again, clean living. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. All right, where are we? Oh, my God, three weeks at number one. Huey Lewis in the news stuck with you.
the beginning slide, <laughs> the beginning of the okay, slide commences. Funny, that was a funny video. Oh, they was, I, watched, I, mean, I, watched, I watched that last week as part of my cramming session, and that was funny. They made, I mean, they had funny videos, but this, this is back when you when you realized that he would need to go to a 12-step program for his doo-wop addiction. <laughs> this this is the worst type of music ever recorded. <laughs> this song is heavily, heavily poppy, but it's not my favorite song from this album. Nor should it be. My favorite song from this album is Jacob's Live. Yes. Absolutely. Because it actually sounds like a Huey Lewis song and not a... Yeah. You know... Which isn't necessarily a good thing either. Huey, Huey and the five... Uh, you know, five... Be- the five box tops. Box tops. <laughs> you never notice when Huey's on the beach, they never have him in a bathing suit. Because <laughs> his trouser snake will be dragging on the ground behind him. Apparently he could lasso a Texas steer with <laughs> <around. laughs> Jeez. Apparently, like, uh, what was it? I read a joke about him, like, um, he was peeing off the Golden Gate Bridge and yeah, the water is cold. It's <laughs> <laughs> deep. <laughs> you know what's funny? My wife went to a concert to go see Huey Lewis in the news with her girlfriends. And they went, they were at a restaurant or something. It was at the, he comes every year to the South Shore Music Center. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the music town. The music yeah. town. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they met, and there was some guy there who was hitting on them. Come to find out, he is a Huey Lewis in the News groupie. And not one of them thought to ask this guy the size of Huey's cock. Not <laughs> one of them. My wife comes home, she's like, oh yeah, we met this guy, and he was a Huey Lewis in the News groupie, which is just pathetic and sad to begin with. I'm like, so did you ask about his giant dick? And she said, no. Like, Why not? I'm like, what? Um, are these the same group of friends that had problems with us playing cards against humanity? No. Okay. No, they didn't mind that. No, I know. They kind of like were reading the cards through pursed lips, and I just think the Moreras didn't like. Oh, they were like, oh, the D I C K. All right, moving on. Two weeks at number one. Janet Jackson. When I think of you. I have no memory of this song. I, got I, I, I saw another Janet Jackson song from this period, but I don't think it was this one. Nasty, oh, nasty Boys, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Or All Off of Control, yeah. Um, I, I've heard from sources that she doesn't have a really good voice in real life. She just kind of whispers everything. And... Yeah. She's channeling her inner Michael, in other words. Well, Michael could actually really sing. Yeah. No, 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 no but, but Janet, Jackson, like, Janet Jackson uh, had immense stage presence, though. She's a great dancer. And great I, dancer, I think, a lot of charisma. Chore- did she choreograph her own stuff? I think she did. I bet yeah. Paul Abdul did it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think it, I think a lot of it was Paul Abdul. Um, I'm gonna say that I, I the 20 minute movie Rhythm Nation. Yeah. was really good. Oh yeah. None of us are part of Rhythm Nation. No, God no. Well, Gulak is. But. Well, yeah. All right, yep. Yeah. Now we got nothing to say about that one. So moving on, two weeks number one, Cindy Lauper, True Colors.
it's this beautiful atmospheric song, and then her and then the Brooklyn voice, really gravelly accent. Come here, I do yeah, I like I like Cindy Lauper, but this is not a song this, where she stands out. This song won't die though. For a woman who will That's not, the, the, the woman who will not talk about the '80s, like her '80s career in interviews, this, no. Then there's no career to talk about. Right. Yeah. Right. She no one to speak of. This song, like, I think it was like a couple years ago at the Tonys when she was nominated for Kinky Boots because she wrote the the music for Kinky Boots, played the played True Colors like a uh, you know a new rendition of True Colors for the you know the Dead People uh, scroll. Hmm. You know all the all the theater people who've died in the last year. She played True Colors, yes, but it was a completely new new version of it. I will say, uh, you know, I give her credit. She she did try to do something different with this song. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is completely different than anything that she tried before. Yeah, it wasn't poppy bubblegummy. Right. Know. Well, then again, she bops about you know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, she bops. Yeah. And I think essentially she never had to work a day in her life after she sold this to Kodak. Man, I, I, I remember she sold this song to Kodak, and they were like, gave her just like. Untold riches, like consequence-free money. That's fair. So, all right. Another two weeks at number one. Boston, Amanda. Take you by surprise and make you realize. Make you realize, Amanda. Realize what? <laughs> I am a horrible me, rapist take, with take, a terrible yeah, mustache. Take you by surprise. What? Excuse me. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna perm up my hair. What is this cloth? Really what does this rag smell like? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, smell like chloroform to you? It's just a band that was so immensely popular in the '70s. Literally put out one song. Yeah. Continued through three records. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. This is the only song of theirs that I know. Really? Yeah. If you listen to classic rock in the '80s, you heard every song but this one. You, but you know a Boston song when you hear it. You've heard more than a feeling, right? You've yeah. definitely heard you've more heard than a feeling. More than a feeling. More than a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. This is like their last gasp. This is literally started opening up for a puppet show with the Marlboro Fishing Game. All right, that was not a pretty damn good puppet show. <laughs> that was awesome. We got a lots of. We got to move through this list now. So, all uh, right, go one week. Number one, the Human League. Human.
I really like this song. I don't know it. I don't know it. I'm only human. A flesh and blood. Still don't know it. No. They had two number one hits in their entire career. They're both great songs. If I knew it, I would have recognized it. All right. I, you, you know from, from that singer. Yeah, you know. You definitely do. When you when you go back and listen to the show, Mike, you listen like, to enough yeah. ironic radio. Yeah, you've heard it. All right. When we get number one, you give "Love a Bad Name" by Bon Jovi. Here we go, here, metal. If any, if this kicked it all off, I, if I traveled back in time to 1986 and told 14-year-old Andy that Bon Jovi was still going to be selling out stadiums <laughs> in the year 2016, it'd be incredibly relevant. Yeah, it'd be incredibly relevant. 14-year-old Andy would have mustered up all the strength that he could possibly find and beat the shit out of current-day Andy. <laughs> oh well, come on, you kick the shit out of him. Boy, that'd be quite a scratch fight. <laughs> I, I, I don't... Oh, no. I shouldn't say I don't get it. I totally get it. It's all the girls from high school. It's everything. He's good-looking. Yeah. He it's, ages it, well. It just encapsulates the excess and the bombastic nature of the 80s. That record... Everybody says, oh, hair metal started with Def Leppard. Wrong. In Motley Crue. No. Wrong. Wrong. It started bon here. It started with Bon Jovi. That's where... That's where the leather pants... The, the no, but that's beautiful part. People were worried about their look. In yeah. look-centric music, obviously, Kiss was all about their look. But this is when it became trite, right? And it wasn't cool anymore because they they are. They're... Wanted Dead or Alive is a good song. It's got a very nice guitar riff. Poor Richie Sambora. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you that. Wanted is that much, is a good yeah. guitar riff. That is riff. Yeah. much better than than. Uh, you give love a bad name, but I still really like. I, yeah, I, I, there are hooks. I mean, there are hooks to this song. I mean, these guys were the best of a bad bunch. Oh, that's all the record is—is is all hooks. Yeah, I mean, but that's what it was back then. You had to have a hook, right? You know, for because if you if, you, if you're one of these hair metal bands, um, if you didn't have one, I mean, what what they all you know, they all looked alike. You couldn't even tell them. You couldn't tell them apart. True. You know. All right, let's move on. One week at number one, Peter Cetera and Amy Grant with The Next Time I Fall. In love. Can we just say see above? You. Can we just say see, <laughs> see above? above. The power yeah. of love, All right, then. Amy Grant's first number one hit in America. Yeah. Then we realized she was just trying to indoctrinate us into, like, some really extreme Christian religion. That's right. <laughs> Next. 
One week at number one, Bruce Hornsby in the range, the way it is. Just the way it is Some things have never changed That's just the way it is How oh, but don't you believe that I really like this album I had wonderful respect for him. Then I found out he went on the tour. He went on tour with the Grateful Dead. He must have stank. They, oh yeah, well they recruited him. I, I know. He, he just, he's an amazing piano player. I, the way it is is a good, is a really, really good album. I have really fond memories of, of listening to this album. What were you doing when I listened to it? Oh, I'm jerking <laughs> off, Jim. Um, That's not where I was going. Okay. <laughs> That wasn't? No, there's just, there's no. just so many good no good tunes on here. And the way it is, just it's got that nice little catchy piano it beat. It was. <laughs> it, uh, well, yeah. The only one I... You hear the way it is. And you hear... Um, oh, God. You know what? I mean, you hear that a lot still. You hear the way it is a lot. Oh, oh God. Mandolin Rain. You're Mandolin Rain a lot. I haven't heard that in a while. But okay. I know it's song. I know it's yeah. song you're talking about. You mentioned it, but yeah. And I mean, Bruce Hornsby is also responsible for the um, end of the innocence. You know, we go back when we get when we enter 1989. Yeah, uh, Don Henley's end, end of the innocence is he Bruce Hornsby's it. album. Just he had Don Henley sing through all of it. Right. And then finally, it makes me cry. Two weeks at number one, the Bangles walk like an Egyptian. Incredibly catchy song. Oh my god, this is an earworm. But I've never under, seen, you know, under the definition of earworm, just see walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> I've never seen an Egyptian walk like that. Though. No, no, it's actually it's a terribly racist song. No, really you walk up the road, hey! You are not walking like a modern Egyptian. You're walking like an Egyptian paint, you know. Exactly. Like, you know. God, anything's gonna go jihad all over you. <laughs> <laughs> Akhenaten knew that they didn't actually walk like that. And no. They respected his ass. So uh, yeah. this was, a, I mean, this. Again, it's it's a very catchy. It, yeah. It's, it's a, a very catchy, definition fun, of a good little song. You know, it straddles the line of being a legitimate song and a novelty hit. Right. I mean, Different Lights a good Bangles album too. It is a really good, there's yes. a lot of good stuff on this album. So yeah, it's got um, it's got Manic Monday, got Manic walking Monday. down the street, down, walking down your street. Walking down your street. Doesn't it have Eternal Flame? Is it Eternal Flame on that one? Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's no, a, that's the following album. Later. Different light. A different different light is actually a good song. I like that one. Yeah. 
just kind of a curious question, but which no. which no. which song do you prefer? Walk like an Egyptian or walk the dinosaur? Walk like, walk an, like Egyptian. an Egyptian. Yeah. Oh okay. my God. You're kidding me, right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure at some point when, when Walk the Dinosaur, he actually says, I killed the dinosaur, which makes him a yeah. sociopath. Which is probably not true either. Tyrannosaur would rip its face off. And that's true. All right, so anyway. Um, next up, we get, we got to talk about this, because this is kind of the point of the title. Well, that was, that was the entire... That was all the number ones. Yeah. That's a lot of songs. Man, long list. All right, so unfortunately Joe's not here to call Eric Clapton a sellout hack. We got to talk about the uh, the night oh. was made for Michelob oh, Yes, but you have to understand something about Eric Clapton. At the time, he was sober now. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah. When he put out, you know, cocaine, and he put out Wonderful Tonight, he was in the throes of a horrendous heroin addiction. And he came up with some of the best music you'll ever hear. Then he cleaned up. He talks his ass, you get the Michelob horns. <laughs> exactly, you get the Michelob horns and a really terrible rendition of After Midnight. Uh, and you get uh, Forever Man. Wanna be a Forever Man! <laughs> forever Man! But you know um, what? I bet you they paid up the ass to get him for that, so... Kudos to him for making money. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, because Eric Clapton wasn't... They were paying a lot for the Clapton name. I'm, if I'm if sure they were... Was no, if they... It was a huge name back then. Yeah. Well, a huge name. I mean, no. In the 80s, not as much as the 70s. You, you were you were less than 10 years... You were 10 years removed from... From cocaine. And, yeah. Uh, no, he was still a huge name. Yeah. He was. All right. So the other songs on that would be um, Don't You Know What the Night Can Do by Stevie, uh, Steve Winwood. Unfortunately, we do know what the night yeah. can do, Steve. I know what the night can do. Oh, boy. And Tonight, Tonight, Tonight by uh, Genesis. Oh, boy. What a, what a great way to drink beer, by going down, going down like a monkey. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Genesis, one of the most exciting bands of the 80s. Like, all right. Pump the fucking brakes, dude. <laughs> Come on. We got Clapton. We got Winwood. Jeez. We got Clapton, Winwood. All we need now is Seals and Crocs, and we got the Holy Quad. <laughs> Michelob makes me feel drunk. Is bread available? Can we get bread? <laughs> Hello, sir. Do you have the greatest hits of bread? Get into the Holy section. Always. <laughs> All right, I gotta I gotta take a second here to pull up the video now. Now, Jim, you weren't here last year when we did '85. No. Last year we had a sit down where we watched a full video. In the case of last year, it was Eddie Murphy's party all the time. Whoa! And how many um, times is the word cocaine uttered? Uh, by us? Yes. Several. Okay, good. Many. Great. I would say that I'm not proud of it, but that that's a fucking lie. I'm really proud of that. <laughs> um, I want to tell you something quickly. This this blue Star Wars figure is incredibly sticky. You should have seen Joe pour over those things last time we were here. That explains everything. You couldn't let that let the transformer go. Like Adam McLeod. 
<laughs> All right, so we're just pulling this up. So, I mean, last time we were here, we were kind of discussing what video we really should be talking about. Yeah. When um, we discussed 1986, Mike and I came to the consensus. It has to be the one and the only Don Johnson's heartbeat. Oh, God. All right. So, all right. So, real quick, just in case you want to sync up the show uh, to it, go to dailymotion.com video, and you just stood in front of Darth Maul. Oh, now he works. Hold it on your lap, Andy. You can see it. All right. Don Johnson, heartbeat. Live from New York, it's Saturday night. That's Miami Vice. It's a combination of two. You can both be right. All right, Don, we want you to give us a look like you're a real putz. <laughs> good, good, day. Oh, my God, that's Weasel Zappa. <laughs> his father is, would be rolling in his grave. That's not true. This is, this is auto tune before the sick. Hey, speaking of that, why is he looking like porn? <laughs> what the? Okay, so we're in a movie now. Yeah, we're in a movie that apparently was um, probably cutscenes from Miami Vice. I don't know. It looks like oh wow, Vietnam. God! He looks like he's having difficulty holding the mic. Reach out! Part. Reach out! Oh, pull it in! That is me. Thank you. <laughs> the baritone from Earth, Wind, and Fire called and wants his outfit back. <laughs> oh, he's I, don't a know how to, I don't know how to hold a camera. Yeah, what do I do now? This is the anthem of doctors everywhere. Mr. Johnson, uh, Johnson, you, Mr. Johnson, what are you looking for? You're not allowed to take the costumes off the Miami Vice set, Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson, where are you going? Mr. Johnson. What are you looking for? You're not going to find Philip Michael Thomas's coil. It's nowhere to be found, sir. Dolph Lundgren wants his hair back. Actually, I think his hair looks fine. It's brillowy. You guys want to hear a funny story? I actually met the guy who directed this video. Jim Shit. Huh? Jim oh, shit. shit loads of it. Shadow. <laughs> it was a dive tackle of a shadow against a shadow, and he missed. Oh, dude. Mike, uh, you know what I'm thinking right now? Menachem Golas probably watched that and go, this will make a good movie. <laughs> I, I just want to know what... Oh, what? hey, oh, uh-oh. Oh, she's wearing a face veil. She must be a terrorist. Yep. <laughs> no, this is the 80s. There were no terrorists back then. Hey, 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 terrorists back then. Hey, Ruth. Hey, hey, He's bringing it up an octave, though. Uh, look at his face, though. They had to have given him the pen. Yeah. <laughs> you know he was squeezing out a stinky Twinkie when he was doing that. They <laughs> just chucked the kids over the, over the barrier, you know. Oh, my God. All right, here's a guitar solo to distract oh, whoop, you. Whoop, whoop. Here is your gratuitous 80s scene where they walk by an alley with a burning car. Or a burning... Oh, oh look at those. Look those at are like Lawrence. Shoulder pads. It's like Lawrence. Taylor shoulder pads. I want to know if guitarists ever thought. And... Did, a, did, did guitarists ever think that neon uh, green was a color for clip. guitars? Same hair flip, same clip. It looks like a snow trooper from the entire all this song, back. Alright, this song has essentially just gone off the rails. Like, everyone doesn't know what the fuck they're Andy, doing. Andy, it's never been on the rails. <laughs> it was never there. Never sniffed the rip. <laughs> what the hell is he doing? 
No, it just snipped off the rails. Go oh, back up to the yeah, octave. Excuse yourself. Oops, oh, it's blew the bridge! <laughs> so we've got like some evil terrorist country and only Don Johnson can save them. Yep. I, think, I think that might be a clip from 18. Hi. Take. It's like I'm gonna do a double take in case it makes sense. People say this is the worst video of all time. It's not the worst. I've heard I've seen worse. I've seen worse, but it's up there. Did the TV just explode in this? This is a confidently made terrible video. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is this is a, a terrible video with a high budget. From Epic Records, the you you would think word that, you would never use to describe this video. You would think that uh, he would have allowed Philip Michael Thomas to come in and clean, <laughs> maybe serve sandwiches. Oh, I know him. We invite him to a lot of black people meeting. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't invite him. From <laughs> Thirty Rock, Jim. Philip yeah. Michael Thomas came to, to came to New York to earn his visa, yeah, yes. and he had this many Jesus. I, that's wow. weird. I still, oh, you've got, you've got, you, you've got it on uh, continuous play. Oh goddamn it! Get out of there! Get out of there! No! There we go. Wow, that was that was pretty awful. I can't wait till next year. We got to find a good video for next year. Now, which was better, that one, or um? Party all the time. Party, party all the time. time? Oh, I don't know. I don't I know. Think I think party all the time. No, party all the time because he has that point. When Eddie Murphy's singing, he has all, like, that Frankenstein Eureka thing where he goes, Yes! I well, figured I'm it out! Party All the Time is funnier. I think on pure, on pure um, celebrity merit, Party All the Time is better. Yeah. Because Eddie Murphy and... Um, Rick James. Rick James. James. Yeah, and celebrity merit. And then we, got, we just got John Johnson and there was no one else. Yeah. What are you talking about? Hey, Bill Michael Thomas there serving, you know, cleaning up and doing sandwiches and sandwich duty. He was doing the craft services, Mike. There was Don Johnson. There was really nobody else. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Dweezil Zappa. <laughs> That's right, Dweezil. <laughs> you want to take that back now? All right. Dweezil's no moon unit. <laughs> so moving on. All right, we gotta, we're going to wrap this up with um, discussion of our favorite albums released in 1986. But I do feel that before we do that, we need to have a heartfelt discussion about Van Halen's 5150. Why? Why? Just because I think it's funny. I like Fifty One Fifty a lot. Oh, of course. Yeah, there you go. Well, because I because I got into Van Halen after Fifty One Fifty, so that means I don't mind it. You got into it before Fifty One Fifty, so you hate it. Okay, here's what I'm, this is my this is what I'm gonna say about it, and uh-huh. I, I do not want to I don't want to go off on the rails. Fifty One Fifty. I liked Van Halen again. That's true. I got into Van Halen during the Diver Down record. Um, I liked them because they were raw, they were heavy, um, they had a, a showmanship and a charisma to them. They were a very unique act at the time. They were like the Rolling Stones, but a lot heavier. Um, they had a lot of fun. I loved the... No, but I mean, because they were the first bands to really embrace like that L.A. sunset strip yeah. scene. Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing was just... It was earth-shattering at that point. There was nothing like it at that mm-hmm. point. And then along, then they make 1984. And if you're a more advanced music 
fan at this point, you realize they're going in a different direction. They want more vocals. So they, then they, that's where they hire Sammy Hagar. They bring in Sammy Hagar. And also Dave was a douchebag. But um, what a person has to accept, and I have just never been able to quite do it, is they went from being a rock band to a pop band. A very good pop band, because they did have lo- they sold more records with Sammy Hagar than they did, I believe, with David Lee Roth. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. It's just, for someone like me, it, it, it's, it was my first love. And to see it go from what I loved to this hygienic, packaged... Keyboard-heavy? Keyboard-heavy, conga-line-doing, <laughs> parachute-pants-wearing... <laughs> hot mess i just i couldn't i couldn't do it and all like the popular dudes were like walking around in their 5150 shirts and their ou812 shirts i just it's like did you listen to old van halen no we don't need to it's like, oh, God. it just went and the other thing is though too if they were separate bands like if they went from being van halen to irv lipschitz Orchestra of Renown, I'd probably be okay with them. Right. But it, they still kept the name, and they weren't the same band. They just weren't. It was a different band. Go ahead. Rebuttal? <clears throat> I like Van Hagar, and I like Van Halen. I got into Van Hagar. They got me into Van Halen. So I really so like the Van way. Hagar stuff. And then I went back and listened to the old stuff. I'm like, yeah, I like this, too. This is a more rock feel. I just, and I also like the pop feel. I just feel you can't compare the two. At different all. bands. They're completely different bands. But I can still enjoy them. No, of course you can. I mean, I, I, we're not saying no one can enjoy Van Hagar. He Let's is. be on Oh, Jim is, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think you can also say, well, you know, a lot, a lot of Sammy stuff is better than Dave's stuff. No. You can't compare that. When you get a list of the best Van Halen songs, if you have a top ten list, seven of them are going to be David Lee Roth songs. Yeah. That's pretty much universal. No, it's true. It will not be half and half. It will not be more Sammy Hagar. Generally, you see... I'm talking about the lists that I've seen, not your opinion. Right. I'm talking about the lists that I have seen have generally been, you know, from David Lee Roth. And like I said, it's well produced. Yeah. I love Sammy Hagar's solo stuff. I do. I like his stuff with the new band he does now, Chicken Foot. Yeah. It's really good. It was just... I, I think it was an end of an era for me and a band that I just adored. And I just saw them just go into such a different direction. I just couldn't... I remember buying the record. Yeah. I remember going... You were with me. I, I was running up to Mars. I went up to Mars department store and going in and, and buying the records. I mean, I really like Sammy Hagar. I really love Ben Hale. This is probably going to be okay. This is like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah, finally, <laughs> at last. And it just did not turn out that way. Nope. I don't... I mean, I joke, but I, mean, I don't care if people like them, obviously. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't get it. I just don't. It's a different band. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to some of our albums. Catherine, we'll start with you. Okay, so I'm going to do this in my order. Uh, I have Weird Al Yankovic's Polka Party. Okay. The Weird Al album that nobody really... Except for this has Christmas at Ground Zero. That's true. And Living with a Hernia. Living with a Hernia, Here's Johnny, which which we uh, spoofed early... Business talk- earlier. Yeah. Addicted to Spuds is on this one. Yeah, which is not, which is a pretty good song. Yeah. Actually. But uh, yeah, for the most part, Poker Party's not his best. I think widely it's considered like not his best album. Yeah. By, by Weird Al fans. Yeah, except for Christmas at Ground Zero is 
Yeah. Definitely one of his best. Yeah. Uh, they Might Be Giants. Great album. I nice. love that first album. First album, 86. Don't Let Start. Don't, it's got Don't Let Start. It's got Don't Let Start, She Was a Hotel Detective, Alienations for the Rich, number three. Lots of good stuff. It was, yeah. yeah. And uh, then uh, for my, my third and last album of this year would be the Labyrinth soundtrack. Oh, yes. Because mm-hmm. Labyrinth came out this year. Blessed be thy name, David Bowie. <laughs> and by the way, I just I just uh, went to the Boston Sci-Fi Movie Marathon, and they showed uh, the Man Who Fell to Earth. Yeah. Unless you like seventy softcore porn, I really don't recommend it. Unless you want to see Rip Torn's Wiener <laughs> repeatedly, and a bunch of women grabbing it, going, "You don't remind me of my dad. You're all wrinkly with gray hair." <laughs> yeah. And then, and then David Bowie, like, you know, ripping off his fingernails and his it, eyelashes yeah. and having scaly eyes and his, his girlfriend going, I'm going to do this anyway. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. I, I, I had to tap out and go watch uh, this low-budget New Zealand movie, which was much more fun, <laughs> which is, uh, I, I'm going to give a shout-out for it. It is, this giant papier-mâché boulder is actually really heavy. <laughs> That's the name of the movie? That's the name of the movie. It's really ah. funny. It's New Zealand. Catherine, just, want, just pop in your copy of Labyrinth and enjoy it, and everything will be all better. Yeah. Nostalgia Critic just did Labyrinth like two weeks ago. It's like, yep. Jennifer Connelly's British accent is about as consistent as Carrie Fisher's in the first Star Wars she movie. She didn't have a British accent. No, there were a couple lines that she had, though, where she, she had the affectation. No, not really. She was just, you know, she was real. She wasn't trying to actually do a British accent. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna read Joe's. Joe couldn't be here because oh he's, he's tending to his uh, sick wife. So here's a shock. He picks August by Eric Clapton. Graceland by Paul Simon. Now this is okay, a good yes, album. That's a, a good excellent, album. Excellent album. I'm going to Graceland. Graceland. Memphis, Tennessee, I'm going to Graceland. Poor boys and pilgrims with families, and we are going to Graceland. My traveling companion is nine years old, he's the child of my first marriage. But I've reason to believe we both will be received in Graceland. Jim's making that face. Jim. Well, Jim, you can call me Al. I, That's I, not I, even the best song on this album. Not it even, really not even isn't. Close. I know, but Actually, I just... Honestly, Paul Simon on it is okay. I love Lady Smith, Black Lombazo. Yeah. 
Well, it was that brought a different sound that you hadn't you, you hadn't know. heard at that time. Actually, Netflix used to have like these great albums documentaries where they would follow an artist and they would just talk about like their one great big album. And they did this with Paul Simon, and he was just pretty much saying, "Grace, the song Graceland is the best song he ever wrote." Like all the Simon Garfunkel stuff, everything he wrote before, this is his favorite song. This is Graceland. Mm-hmm. All right. And then um, Joe brings up "Who Made Who" by AC/DC, which essentially is the Maximum Overdrive soundtrack. Yeah, it's the best of essentially. You want to hear our thoughts on uh, on, on Maximum Overdrive? What, listen to the uh, "How Did This Get Made" live edition for uh, Maximum Overdrive. It's hilarious. It's ACDC. It sounds like ACDC. It'll always sound like ACDC. Yeah, exactly. You know how you know you're listening to ACDC? Oh, you just fucking know you're listening to ACDC. (laughs) Didn't Maximum Overdrive star Emilio Estevez? Yes, it did. It was directed by Stephen King. Yeah. And he's going to scare the hell out of you. That's what he said. Yep. All right. I I just remember a big old truck that's got the head of of the Green Goblin. (laughs) Yeah. He has to hand out these lines. I'm I'm listening to uh, his most recent uh, short story collection on audio. And he's telling a story about, you know, he's he's at a grocery store. This woman rides up to him on a scooter and goes, you're Stephen King. You write those scary stories. I don't like those. They're fine for some people, but I like more uplifting stories like Shawshank Redemption. He goes, I wrote that too. No, you didn't. <laughs> Jim, what do you get for your five? Okay, well, I'm going to start off first in the rap genre. Believe it or not, hip hop. Yes. Uh, Run DMC, Raising Hell. Oh! That's on my list as well, actually. Go ahead, gentlemen. Talk, no, just, <laughs> gentlemen, please talk no, about it. It's got it. my favorite Run DMC song. It's got its tricky on it. Yeah. Oh, those are rock around it, rock around it, right on top of Schulich. <laughs> Oh, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine. I find the rap of the 80s and the 90s way better Mm. than the rap now. Way better. I mean, it's like, I can think of 20 good records. License to Ill came out in 86. Yep. Yep. That's a great record. In in general, I... Black Planet came out. Source by Grandmaster Flash came out. In general, I can't stand rap at all, but I do like this album because... I'll say, for the most part, any rap albums I ever picked up are all from the 80s and, like, may as well have been the 80s, 90s. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, it's tricky. My Adidas. Yeah. And I mean... They walk This Way. Walk This Way. I mean, yeah. Walk This Way was the first time that you actually kind of mixed the, the biggest selling rap song at that point. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that also sobered up Steven Tyler to the point where they actually had a career again. Yeah. Where they're putting they out music. Out of the gutter. Yeah. Well, I got my next record. Uh, I don't think anybody in this room is going to like. Pretty sure. Uh, Rain and Blood by, by Slayer. Yeah. And I say this because... I I just started listening to him, to him within the last three years. I am not a, obviously not satanic or anything right. like that. I think the musicianship is it's exquisite. And you think you think it's rip bashing? I assure you, it's not. The scales and the way they they switch from you, you know they're going in one direction, they just go to another direction. I, I can't give you the music terminology. That's where Cicerone would be good. It's just it's. It's a, it's a quintessential thrash record, and I yep. know you like a lot of thrash. I I, yes, I understand I do. like a lot of people don't like the lyrics, and it, for me the lyrics are secondary. 
it's the guitar work is just it's amazing. With, with Slayer, you know, a lot of a lot of thrash metal, um, it, it it's really headphones derived music. You really have to put the headphones on and really get inside no, of it to, to it. really you know fully appreciate it. Otherwise, it's just kind of like a top layer of noise, you know, for some people. Well, you can, yeah, you got to. I mean, let's face facts. I mean, how often do you listen to uh, you know, l- listen to a song because you like necessarily like the topics of the lyrics? True. I mean, you mean generally you listen to it. The there's yeah. some other aspect to it, and then you get into the lyrics afterwards. Right. Rain and Blood is a quintessential heavy metal record. Um, anybody who listens to a lot of metal will not. Right. It's disputed. Whether you like Slayer or not. And they're not my favorite band or anything, but I, I think that they are very talented. Um, another record that I I think is really underrated, you don't hear from, is uh, Public Image Limited. Yes. And that's that's the generic album, right? Yes. Just says compact disc or cassette on it. It's got Rising on it. Yeah. Um, it's got FFF on it. Um, people who liked the Sex Pistols. Tended to, I mean, because it was obviously it was, Johnny, it was Johnny, it was Rotten. Johnny Rotten, but he went in such a different direction. It had a, like a new wave feel to it. Yeah. But it had like the real raunchy Sex Pistols lyric to it, which again, I'm not a huge lyric person. But. Um, and then I will stay with metal, and I will say Judas Priest's Turbo came out. Okay. Um, Does that have Turbo Lover on it? It has Turbo Lover on it. It's not their best record. A lot of people get upset with it because there's keyboards in it, yeah. and they had mullets, and they they went hair metal yeah. for a record, and they're real fit because they, they got rid of the studs and all that <laughs> stuff, and their fans got bullshit, but there are like three or four very good songs in that record. Do, 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 oh, uh, Tesla's Mechanical Renaissance. Uh, Renaissance. Okay. Um, Renaissance. Renaissance. Yes, it's, that's Resonance. one I'm like I know exists, but I'm, I, I don't know, I don't think I know any of the songs on that one. Modern Day Cowboy, Little Susie. All right. Very good work. Um, I, there's, I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, Ozzy Osbourne put the Ultimate Sin out that year. Ultimate Sin's a great album. That's a very good record. Yeah. That's when Ozzy decided to go hair metal. Right. Um, but there's a ton of good songs on that one, too. There's a, this, when I first did, did my list, I actually had a very hard time with this because there was a lot more good stuff than I thought. A lot of good stuff. Wait till next year. 87 is the biggest year in album rock of the 80s. Can we just say right now, we, and I know Mike doesn't yeah. like them, but... Appetite for Destruction. We don't have to talk about yep. Appetite for Destruction. There's no, there's no point. All right. Thank you. So, Mike, I'll go then you? Okay. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, what a shock. Okay, so I, I got Life's Rich Pageant from R.E.M. Oh, that's a good record. Yeah, it, it's it's a very good record. I think even non-R.E.M. fans Is are, Superman on that one? Yes. I'm Superman sorry, is the... Essentially, it was the hidden track that was like kind of there all along. No, but that's when they started. That's that, when, that's that's when they, they were, started really they hitting. Out, but they broke out huge in the next record. Document the, the album that comes out the next the year. One. Document is their big breakout. But this is the one. This was the testing the waters thing. A lot more like pop oriented radio stations were playing. Uh, Fall on me. Is end of the world? No, that's is Document. It? Fall on me is the big song out of this one. Okay. Uh, Fallen Me is on this one. Begin the Begin is uh, probably one of the best songs to ever open an album of anything I've ever listened to. I love the riff, the opening riff to that song. Well, apparently you, yeah. haven't, heard <laughs> <Lou> <laughs> you haven't heard Lou Bega's record. That's true. That's true. 
Uh, next up, the Queen is Dead from the Smiths. I figured they were coming. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think Spin called this the best album of the 80s. Most people, yeah. But yeah, that's, it, that's it, it's their that's, best album. That's on everybody's list. Yeah, that's, I mean... That's, I mean, that's got... Meet is Murder, does it have... Meat? No, Meet is Murder is its own album. The Queen is Dead has... Um, is it, no, no, actually, Meet is Murder has How Soon Is Now on it. Because that's the big... Spin, yeah, the um, I mean, this this one has just got, like, all, like, the low-lying hits. Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now, and... Well, why don't you do your, um... The Queen is Dead, boys. No, I cried, and then I cried, no. and then I died. Then I mentioned I cried. <laughs> Morrissey. Yes. No, that's the Smiths. Um, <laughs> I cried, that's like how I died. It's like, would you, would you like a hanky, Morrissey? Yes, thank you. Cheers. It's, it's like when the guy was writing the songs, he had, like, pair of pliers and he's ripping his fingernails out of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next up, uh, Candy Apple Grey from Pusker Do. I love, 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 love this album because this was kind of like their, this was their Warner Brothers album. This was the one that they, they actually were able to get on a big label. And the songs don't betray their, their punk rock sound, but they're more accessible punk you know rock they, they like real punk, though? American punk is different than, than like, say, British punk, you know? Yeah, but American, no, see, when I think of American punk, I'm thinking of the, the Ramones and Richard Hell or something. Right, like or or something like Black Flag or the Circle Jerk, something I mean, like that. more... These guys... I mean, I, I, call, I consider them hard indie rock. Right, well, if you listen to their, their albums prior to this one, like... Um, New Day Rising or Zen Arcade. There's a lot of there's a lot of punk elements to it. This one here is more of like that real fuzzy, you know, that fuzzy hard indie rock. Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want. I want to. Uh, well, I, don't want to know if I hear more Pixies in them than I do. Oh, the Jack Pixies Jack are Jack. absolutely influenced by this album. Well, I would but, think so. Yeah, but um, this is yeah again. This is kind of you know the quote unquote sellout album. This is the one where. They they change their sound enough to get onto a big label, and it it works. I mean, I love love this album. Uh, we already talked about "So" by Peter Gabriel, yeah. which is you know, it's a perfect album. And then finally, "Crowded House" from "Crowded House." Something so strong, oh, they carry me away. "Crowded House" came out of one of my favorite bands that I didn't even really know existed until after I got into "Crowded House," which was uh, "Split Ends." Yeah. It's Neil Finn and Neil and Tim Finn's band. Wait, is that Split Ends? No, but no, Crowded House. Which 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 on this record? Which this is um, Don't Dream, Dream It's Over. Okay. Something so strong. Um, oh, they had one record, really. Well, no, they actually had several records. They no, this several, is the, by this far their biggest album, mega hit. But they had a song on this one, um, "I Walk Away," which was like the last uh, single that Split Ends released when they were still in Split Ends, and. It, I actually like the Crowded House version better. It's just... I think they just did a better job with it. <laughs> That's just me. All right, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, well, hold on, let me pull up the list. 
Do you need my uh, tablet? No, no, I got it right here. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I got a few honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, he's back, aka the man behind the mask, by Alice Cooper, from the uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six soundtrack. That was the ending song to Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. We've got our out of bounds record. Out of left field. Out of the box. Yes. Wow, I didn't come up with the weirdest record. Yoo-hoo! Um We got. We got um, the final countdown by Europe. We just got both Final Countdown and Carry on it. Both of which are good. And Cherokee. Okay. Cherokee's on it. Okay. Marching along the Trail of Tears. I remember watching the um Andy commercial in Europe before. I have. Remember watching it when I first time I saw the Geico commercial with with Europe and I'm like you know, I saw them open for Def Leppard and get pelted with garbage at Great Woods. Now they're opening up for Judy and accounting. <laughs> and, of course, Dancing on the Ceiling by Lionel Richie. Ooh! I love that song. But my five right. albums, albums, I got Back in the High Life by Steve Winwood, which we talked about already. <laughs> Raising Hell by Run DMC. Again, we talked about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slippery When Wet by Bon Jovi. Yep. You want to talk about that one, too? You look like all the number one stuff here. Yeah. Well... And I'm, Alice a, I'm a number one guy. Contribution yeah. to Friday the 13th franchise. Which was one of the better, better parts of that movie. Although I still enjoy the movie. It's kind of campy. Um, kind of. Four by Huey Lewis in the News. I mean, besides, besides you know. Jacob's Ladder is a very good Jacob's song. Jacob's Ladder. You have to be square on the other hand? Not so much. Yeah, yeah I don't know. You have to be square. You sounded like I like that song. That. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's, it's a that's a fun song, and there's also um doing it all for my baby, because she's as oh. fine as she can be. But uh, no, 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 no. what does he mean by doing it all? Is like he's like unraveling it and like rolling it across the room. Oh, man. <laughs> well, hey, if it's for her baby, then I'm sure she's. This is the long it. trudge back from the Cape Summer House. <laughs> oh, make it stop, Huey. Play and then uh, the last one I got on me on my list is uh Chicago 18 by Chicago. Wait, who? Wait, who did that? Who did Chicago eighteen? Chicago. He sure wasn't Dover. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> All right. So what's 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 the big single on this one? Um, if if you if she would have been faithful, twenty five or sixty four. Twenty five or sixty four is from the seventies. Yeah. Well, th- this was the non Peter Cetera version. Right. Oh. Oh God. Why would they do that? This was the version like right after Peter Cetera left. Right. So they say, fuck you, Peter, we're redoing the best song we ever did. I, I like the Jonathan Colton mashup with that. I don't think I've heard that one. He takes 25 or 64 and mashes it up when... Which one's with, 25 or 64? When I'm 64. It's, oh. It's... It's well done. It's a very, it's a very 70s song. Essentially, they it's like Saturday. it. No, God, no, that's Saturday in the Park. No, um... In the- 21, uh, 21 or 64 essentially is... 
it's like all the horn it's like all the horn sections and then like they do 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 it's very it's a very very early 70s song you also got um, will you still love spotify me? that oh so will you still love me oh god he wasn't even on that album. Without Peter Satella. For an album that, that they lost one of their co-founders and their lead singers, I think they did a pretty good job. Now, you also heard that Peter Satella is not going to be performing with them at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, right? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> they, they got that... They Fuck got, you, Axel. Well, they got that... that uh, Filipino that sounds pretty much exactly like him now, doesn't they? The Europe. You're familiar with it, right? Yeah. You've heard that before. <laughs> All right. Don't need any more. Thank you, Spotify. <laughs> All right. Well, this was, as always, a very interesting discussion. Do you feel better now, Mike? I do. All right, I good. Do. Good. Jim, thanks. Welcome back. Thanks. Thank you. Hey. Woo. Yeah, so, we're back in the high life again now. Next show, we are going to uh, settle up and head out to Middle Earth because we're finally going to discuss The Hobbit. And the Lord of the Rings. More, more the Lord of the Rings than the Hobbit. More the Lord of the Rings than the Hobbit. But we were going to be discussing the movies, yep. the cartoons. Oh God, that's going. You should. That should be a two-part. It might end up being. I don't know, because I mean, really, at a certain point, how much about the Hobbit movies are you really going to want to talk about? Yeah, the, the first Hobbit one. movies, not so much, but... but I like the Hobbit movies, And then you got the third one where they went on and on yeah, they, and they on. I can understand two, but three was too much. And it went on quite a bit. It well, should have been two movies. We're definitely going to have that conversation. So if you have anything that you want to say about either of the movies or any of the animated stuff, because we know Cicerone should get involved in this one. Ralph Bashki. Ralph Bashki or, you know, the Rankin and Bass Hobbit and or Return of the King. Where there's <laughs> a whip. There's a way. There's one life to live. It's Frodo in the Nine Fingers. And the Ring of Doom. <laughs> So, um, if you have anything to uh, add, you can uh, email us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com. Uh, you can send it to us on our, twi- our Twitter feed, which is at geeksaladradio. Uh, like our Facebook page, Geek Salad Podcast, or get to us on our respective email addresses. And check out the archive either on the newly rebuilt Stitcher app, the iTunes store, or, um, a pod, or geeksalad.podbean.com where you can also download the app and download all the episodes like Mike does on Inventory Days. Yeah, pretty much. Woo! So yeah, we are still going to start that episode with um, Leonard Nimoy. Of course we are. Yes, we are. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Catherine. I'm Go forth and be nerdful. Talk to you later.